Can you hear me okay? All right. Before I start, let's pray. Father, I praise you and I thank you. And I ask you for your word to be established in our hearts and our spirits today. Lord, let me not be a speaker, but let me echo your heart to your people, Almighty God. Let this be a rhema word, a spoken word from you, and not a lesson. Lord, I thank you for what you're giving us today, and I receive it. Lord, let us receive it in our spirits. In the name of your Son, Jesus, amen. Amen. This morning... I have been struggling in my spirit because the Lord has a word to say to all of you here, to Accra, to Ghana, to West Africa, and all of Africa. In fact, it is a word for the world, but we are here to receive it. Amen? Amen. Yesterday, I talked about understanding God's timing. I want to give you some highlights for your notes. Go after what God has called you to do. God will take care of the rest. Amen? Amen. Go after what God has called you to do. God will take care of the rest. Isaiah 65, verse 24. Before you call him, God answers. We have times that we go and pray and we begin to ask, but God is telling us through his prophet Isaiah, before we even began to call out to him, he has already answered. We just need to receive. Amen? Amen. God's timing. We're talking about, in this conference, understanding God's timing. Yesterday we talked about God's timing. God's timing is now. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith. In various places, the Bible says, and suddenly God. So sometimes he moves right now. Then there are times where it comes in the fullness of time. That is not necessarily a good word, but you have to wait for it because all things come together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That does not mean put it in the microwave, hit the time on it, wait for it to go ping, and it's there. It means in the fullness of time. Then most of the time, that's when we are finally right. The other is wait for it. No one likes that word. The zeal of God burns within me. Lord, let me go now to the nations. Let me go to my city. Let me, what? Wait for it. Praise God. And the other one is go. But Lord, I'm not ready. Lord says, I don't care. Go. I don't have a word. Go. In fact, Jesus said to the disciples and the followers who were with them, don't worry about what you're going to say, because in the hour that you need to say it, you'll have it. It'll be right there on your mouth. If you are cultivating your relationship with God, you walk with Him, you hear Him, your word is, His word is in your spirit, you'll never lack. You'll go to any stranger, any place, and the Lord says, say this now, do it. He told Jeremiah when he was young, because Jeremiah said, Lord, you called me, but I'm a young person. God said, I don't care. I called you to be a prophet to the nations. He told Ezekiel, while he was still early in his ministry, go say what I say, but what if they don't like me? It doesn't matter. I said, go say. In fact, God told Ezekiel in Ezekiel 1, 
if I told you to go say and you do not go say and they die in their sin, it's on you. Pastor, those people that God has told you to speak to and you do not, may I say this, it's on you. It's a hard word. But we are called to this ministry on purpose. Amen? Amen. For this purpose, that God might be glorified, that people will hear Jesus and him crucified, because it is through the crucifixion of Jesus that our sin is paid for. The judgment of our peace is on Jesus. Let me give you some Hebrew. Jesus is English, but it comes from the Hebrew word Yeshua. Yeshua is a little bit of a contraction of Yeshua. Yeshua means the salvation of God. Jesus, as we know him, is Christ. Christ, I'll give you some Greek. Greek for Christ is Christos, which means anointed in Hebrew, Messiah, meaning anointed, means commissioned. Jesus, as we know him as Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is the anointed salvation of God. That is why the, cro the cross is important. God himself decided that he would be our sacrifice. And his son, Jesus, went to the cross for us that we might live with God the Father. Amen? Amen. Sometimes the word is go, whether you are ready or not. Whether you think you are ready or not. God says go. Go. Amen? Amen? Pray for understanding. The big point that from yesterday is cultivate your relationship with God. He is your Father. And He loves you as His child. You're His son, you're His daughter. One of the things I learned from the Lord yesterday because sometimes when I speak, I also learn. Because the Lord gives it to me fresh. I talked about coming to Accra and how I felt at home. And the Lord impressed upon me that there are only two locations important to God. In Christ, not in Christ. For those who are in Christ, we are home. We are family. All the blessings, all the fullness of God is available to us for those who are not in Christ. There's no blessing. There's no curse. There's no rest. There's only hunger. There's only something missing. Today, in the drive, I'm sitting in the front seat, and they probably can tell you, those who are in the car with me, I was very quiet. I'm looking at the people. As I'm driving through town, I'm like, Lord, this is my brothers and sisters. This is my family. And I'm looking at some of the people, and I'm like, huh, I see what's going, I see it on them. 
the things that they're going through. The Lord, how are they getting through their day? Because I can see they don't know you. And my heart goes out and I want all of Accra to be saved. I want all to know the peace that I know. Amen? Cultivate your relationship with God. Today, I want to talk to you about how God thinks. God's ways. Isaiah 55, verse 8. Are you there? Working on it? Have your Bible. Always have your Bible. Know your Bible. This way no one can deceive you. If you know your Bible, people can lie all they want. You go, yes, but that's not God. Acknowledge that they're talking, but yes, that's not God. Get your Bible. Know your Bible. We talked about Luke 1.4, that Luke put all that together in the book of Luke so that we would be sure, have certainty of what we believe. Amen? Amen. Are you there? I'm reading from English Standard Version. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's important that we know that God thinks differently than we do. We grew up, we were children. We ran around in the yard. We had mama tell us, get out of that. We had dad say, don't do that. We grew up. Then we became young children and teenagers, and we went to school. We had to learn. One plus one equals two. Four times four, 16. Algebra. Chemistry. Physical science. Wow. But our focus was all on this. When we were doing all of that, God was throwing stars in their place and knew them by name. He knew them where they were throughout the earth. There are 7 billion people on the planet, and he knows each one of you by name. And more so, he says, the hair on your head is counted. Even people with very short haircuts. (laughs) The Bible says, God measures the universe in the span of his hand. Let me tell you about science. God put it in my heart, in my spirit. I love physics. I am a nerd. You heard that word, nerd? I'm a geek. I I study because I like to study. The Hubble telescope, the most 
expensive and accurate telescope we have right now in space. They decided, let's look at the edge of the universe. So they went looking for the darkest part of the sky and they pointed it into the darkest part of the sky. Their expectation was, I will see the edge of the universe and I will know what God has done. Some people who are atheists, I, I will know a limit to the ability of the universe. Do you know what happened? Have you read about this? They took that, the computers did all the things that computers do, and the image came out, and they saw 10,000 more galaxies. They did not see the edge of the universe. They saw that God was even further. Hallelujah! Satan discovered God was bigger. One day, Satan decided in his heart that he would be like the Most High, that he would ascend the mountain of the north, and he will sit in the seat of the assembly. And he took one-third of the angels, and they said, yes, you're like God. He got to the top of the mountain and discovered God was bigger than the mountain. Jesus said, I saw him like lightning flash to the earth. God put Satan low. God thinks differently than we do. But you know what? You are made in the image and likeness of God. Someone has lied to you in your past and said, oh, you're only this much. You can only go this far. God says to you, I am making you rulers. You are kings and queens. You are princes and princesses. You are destined to reign with Christ Jesus. Amen? That was good. Praise God. Read your Bible. If you want to know how God thinks, you want to understand God's ways, you want to understand God's timing, read your Bible. Let me tell you a, a story. When I was a young man, still living at home, I got bored. Do you know young people can get bored sometimes? There was nothing to do. I think God did that on purpose with me. I went to the kitchen. I said, Mama, I'm bored. I want something to do. She said, without even looking up from what she was doing and cooking, read your Bible. I said, no, that's not what I want to do. Um, I wanted something fun. But the Lord started stirring my spirit. February 1982, the Lord stirred in my spirit, and I grabbed that Bible that my mom gave me as a child. I started at Holy Bible, King James Version. Flip the page, copyright. Flip the page, table of contents. Flip the page, Genesis 1, 1. And God created the heavens and the earth. 
And by the time I got to the end of February, I was looking at the maps. And one whole month, I had to read the whole Bible, and I asked this question. And I'm not sure that I asked the question, but God asked me the question, and I just echoed it back. How does God do it? What are his ways? So I read the Bible, and I looked at Genesis, and I read it slow because I wanted to see and I wanted to understand. And I looked at it and said, Adam, what are you thinking? You were right there with her. Why didn't you? God said, tend and dominate. You were over here going, what's the serpent saying? What, the, what is a serpent? Eve, what are you doing? He didn't ask that question. He let her do what she was doing. She saw that it was good for food and one to make her wise, so she ate. And then she gave it to her husband, who was right there with her, who could have stopped it all. I said, Lord, what are they doing? What are they thinking? For those who are psychologists and counselors, all of your psychology and all your counseling can come back to this one item. God came to Adam. Adam, where are you? I'm hiding. I was afraid of you. What did you do? Well, the woman you gave me caused me to eat the fruit. Those who have done counseling, those who have studied psychology, how many times have you heard that across the desk? Oh, it's not me. It was this. It was that. It was... It was not me. But you know what the cross is? The cross is coming to Jesus and the God the Father and saying, it was me. I did that. I lived a life that was not pleasing to God. God came to me. I got saved. I received glorious salvation. Then I lived my own foolishness for seven years. I was a fool. And then God came to me, and I had to even tell the devil, it's not your fault that I'm here in my sin, in my foolishness. It's not my mama's fault. It's not my daddy's fault. It's not my anybody else's fault. My fault. And God forgave me. And today, I am privileged to stand before you and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. How good is our God? I deserve judgment, but Jesus became judgment for me. Amen. I read all the way through the Bible, and I looked at these people's lives, and I was like, Lord, what are they thinking? Don't they know how good you are? Didn't I know how good God was? I read the Bible, and I still went and did things that are against God. But I learned how he thought and how he did things. I would read the Psalms when he wept over Jerusalem. Oh, Israel, you have played the harlot. I heard him, and I heard someone crying out. It hurt God when that happened, because he set Israel apart to be a blessing. He told Abraham, through you, old man who could not have children, married to a woman who could not have children, 
Through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Isaac, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Jacob, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Through Israel, the children of Jacob, through them, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And it was through Judah, a promise later to King David, that there will always be a king on the throne of Jerusalem. Israel was blessed. That's why God says even today, if you want to be blessed, bless Israel. If you want to be blessed and have favor, pray the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. That was good for me too. Sometimes I have to take notes later and think to the Lord because I say things that are just good. And I have... I have to listen to the recording again because I need to get it. In the United States, I'm from the southern part. That's where I live. And they have slang, colloquial language. You may know you must do or must have or need to do or have got to do. Well, when it's really important and in the South, they say, gotta. You gotta do it. It's not right English, but it's right heart. You gotta know God. If you don't know this word, then you don't know why you need, you gotta know God. God is life. If you're sick in your body and the doctor says, I can't help you, here's an aspirin. I gotta know God. He introduced himself as Jehovah Rophe. Jehovah Rophe means I am healing. You need healing? He's there to give it to you. I have family. You may have family like this too. You spend five minutes with them, you'll know everything that's wrong with them. (laughs) Oh, this and oh, and that and I cannot relate. I have sometimes have to walk away, get behind a door. Thank you, Lord, that none of those things are on me because you have healed me. Your spirit has quickened this mortal body. You have given me peace in my spirit, peace in my mind. I don't have any of those issues. I'm not boasting. I'm bragging on you. Sometimes you have to do that. You got to know who he is. You need something. Abraham went up the mountain with his son Isaac. Here's the, why we call him the men of faith. At the bottom of the mountain, he had two servants with him. Where are you going? We're going up there. Me and the boy will return. Abraham had a word from the Lord. Go up the mountain and sacrifice your boy. But before that, he had a word. Abraham, through Isaac, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but we're going to do it. We get it to the top of the mountain. 
Isaac looks at dad. We've got wood. We've got oil. Where's the sacrifice? Abraham looks at him. God will provide. What he said was, Jehovah Yira, I am provision, will provide. So he bound up Isaac, who was a strapping young man. He was obedient to his father. And he laid him there, and he was about to strike him. You know it is in the heart of Abraham. I don't know how God is going to do it, but through this young man I'm about to sacrifice, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And as he lifted his hand, an angel said, don't. God knows your heart. God provided. You need provision? Healing, health, wholeness. Rent. Job. God provides. Not in your ability. Not even in your ability to understand. You're in a fight. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's the banner about whom we rally. He told Elisha, <laughs> Brother Nisi, yeah, the banner. He told Elisha, when his Elisha's servant could not see with the same faith Elisha had, and they were surrounded by the Assyrians, they're going to destroy us. Elisha said, Lord, open up his eyes. And he saw around the army was an army of angels. God, our God, is one around whom we can rally. I can go on forever like that because his goodness is that good. You've got to know who God is. And how do we know this? The word. And you get this word inside you, you'll start talking to God, and you'll know how he thinks, and you'll begin to have a relationship with him, and you can hear him. And he says, all over the place, and God said. In the New Testament, and God said. In the Old Testament, and God said. I'm thinking God likes to talk. Are we hearing? My final point, maybe. My final point, you can be like him. The world says we can only be one way. Sometimes the church says we can only be one way. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it is a lie. God said we can be like him. Jesus pointed out that the servant can be like the master. He is not the master, but he can be like him. He was telling us that we are God's children. The children are not the daddy. When the prodigal son came home, and he smelled like pigs, and he smelled like the road, he had been living the wrong life, the father came to him and blessed him. The son came out of the field. The father blessed him and said, this is all yours anyway. You had access the whole time. 
but neither one of those sons were the daddy. But they were in the house. The son who came back said, oh, I'm not even worthy to be your son. Let me be a servant because I know your servants are treated well. Daddy said, no. Give me a ring for his finger. That meant you can decree a thing in my house. In those days, and not too long ago, they would write on parchment, close it up, put some wax, hit it with a ring. That was the authority. It was done. So even if your people and you might even, like I was, in sin, come to God your Father, you can be like Him, you can be put back into the house. He was dirty. The Father said, bring Him a fresh robe. He had, didn't say whether He had shoes or not, but it said, bring Him some shoes. Let's have the fatted calf. It's a time for a party, it's a festival. For those, we thought he was dead, but now he is alive. We in our sin were once dead, now we are alive in Christ. Amen? Amen. We can be like him. And how do we know how to be like him? Only by his word. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Then he put all that in place and he said, light. In the King James, it says, light be. In the Hebrew, light. And it was. To be like God, we see a thing, we declare a thing, and we say that it is good if we are like God. Now, we can hope and wish all we want. We can play lotteries and think, Lord, bless me, this lottery. No. We can have, that's all foolish. But if we're walking with God and God says, do this, and we say, Lord, we agree with you, we're going to do this, it is done. Yesterday, I know the weather in Accra is a lot like in the town that I grew up, in the coast of South Carolina. It's hot. It can be muggy. So yesterday, I asked the Lord for a cool breeze. Everybody enjoy the cool breeze yesterday? Did you enjoy it today? Praise God. I agreed with God. And you say, well, that's just foolishness. You're just being braggadocious. You're being arrogant. No, as Mama Pam pointed out yesterday, I was being audacious. Audacity. Believing God for the impossible. When I was young in my faith, I told the Lord, and this is audacity too, I told the Lord, don't show me anything that you do not want me to believe you for, because I will believe you for it, which means you're going to have to do it. He never said, eh. He just, okay. So when God shows me something, I go, yes and amen. It's done. 
we can be like God. Amen? I can keep going, but I will stop. Because there's more word from others that the Lord has here with us. But let me pray in closing this. Father, I praise you and I thank you for your word. And let your word be established here in Accra and let it spread out across Ghana, Lord. Let it spread out through the word of your ministry and your men and women, Lord, across West Africa. Lord, let your word be established in the ministers and in your children, Almighty God, and let them do mighty works across West Africa. And Lord, let all of Africa become on fire with your gospel and your Holy Spirit. I decree and declare a thing, that fire will start here in Accra and spread across West Africa and all across Africa. And they will see and experience and know your presence by your Holy Spirit, Almighty God. In the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.